Welcome to Bank of Singapore's Outlook in 5. The definitive guide for investors to stay ahead. Hello, I'm Lau Pei Han, Senior Research Analyst at Bank of Singapore. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast today. Before this, let me ask you, the listener, a question. Do animals and bugs really matter to me? If your answer to this question is yes, great. We are off to a fantastic start. If your answer is no, please listen on. Last month, the United Nations Biodiversity Conference, COP15, ended in Montreal with a landmark agreement to guide global action on nature through to 2030. Chaired by China and hosted by Canada, COP15 resulted in the adoption of the Kunming Montreal Global Biodiversity Framework. Today, I want to highlight a few key aspects of the agreement and key implications for investors. The highest profile target of the final agreement is the 30 by 30 deal, which seeks to ensure the effective conservation and management of at least 30% of terrestrial, inland water, and coastal and marine areas by 2030. It also targets the restoration of at least 30% of degraded ecosystems. In simple terms, this means that 30% of the planet and 30% of degraded ecosystems will come under protection by 2030. Now this marks the largest land and ocean conservation commitment in history and will have major positive impacts for wildlife, for addressing climate change, and for securing the services that nature provides to people like clean water and pollination for crop. Countries also pledged to reform $500 billion of subsidies that are harmful to nature and to increase biodiversity financing to developing countries. Now, what do we mean by subsidies that are harmful to nature? Examples of subsidies that can be harmful to biodiversity include those for pesticides, grants for land usage that convert peatland to agricultural land, or even road building in biodiversity-rich areas. Last but not least, the framework also includes language to protect indigenous people who have an outsized role in protecting the world's biodiversity. Now, as the world works to manage the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic and restore our economies, we could easily forget the value of nature, but that would be a terrible mistake. Research from the World Economic Forum shows that 44 trillion of global GDP, around half, is highly or moderately dependent on nature and as a result, exposed to risks from nature loss. Here is just one small example. The worldwide loss of all pollinators, including bees, butterflies, moths, and other insects, would lead to a drop in annual agricultural output of about $217 billion. So even if you're not saving nature for nature's sake, people should be aware that the loss of nature would also have significant consequences for human welfare. Now back to the investor. What are the key implications here? Current funding for biodiversity comes predominantly from governments, but we expect businesses and the investing community to give greater focus to the value potential of biodiversity conservation, remediation and restoration, because of the linkages to decarbonisation goals, increasing financial risks 
of negative biodiversity impacts on project approvals and pressure from investors and other stakeholders. Over the longer term, we see new revenue opportunities for firms that support future government and corporate commitments to protect and restore biodiversity. Such firms include testing and inspection companies, equipment providers, firms involved in precision agriculture, wastewater treatment companies, waste and plastic recycling firms, in addition to those under the broader team of renewable energy. Looking ahead, the focus now shifts to the next biodiversity conference, COP16, taking place in Turkey in 2024. All 196 countries pledging to support the global diversity framework will have to update their biodiversity strategies and action plans. Within our own communities, let's do our part to protect nature. For the air we breathe, the water we drink, and the food we eat all rely on biodiversity but right now, it is in crisis because of us. That's all we have for you today. Thank you for tuning in. On behalf of Bank of Singapore, this has been Lopei Han. Hope to see you again next time. This podcast was brought to you by Bank of Singapore.